0: The door. Lord Grover left at noon the following day, in time to catch the plane from Luxor to Cairo. Sylvia went with him, and Pierce was relieved. Hello, and welcome to the show. That show being, of course, for Christ's sake. And uh, this series, we are focused on uh, Michael Crichton's third published effort, Easy Go, published under the pseudonym John Lane. And uh, we are following a group of uh, would-be thieves. Intrepid adventurers. Slash intrepid adventurers. As they try and uncover a previously unmolested tomb in Egypt.
1: They're going to molest that that unmolested tomb.
0: In the hopes of discovering riches which they can purloin and uh, use to fund their lifestyles from... That point onwards, you know, uh, I'm here, you're Hunter. I've I've got some toast. I've got uh, some tea.
1: I alas have um, not my signature, but rather Cheez-Its, and some water.
0: What? It's been two days since the last episode. You could have gone out and got some stuff. What's yeah, dude, going I'm on, I'm
1: uh, I'm trapped myself in my apartment. Hmm. So you ever you ever see a uh, uh, high rise? That's my life right now. After this, I'm going to feast on a little dog, and then...
0: Now, um, before we actually uh, resume um, detailing what happens uh, in this book, um, I think it is worth pointing out that there has been some exciting news in the real world Mm. that pertains to uh, Egyptian tombs and the like, Mm. in Luxor, no less. Specifically
1: one that's related to our, uh, our title here, or the alternate title. Yes, scratch one, uh, you know, unidentified tomb off the off the charts. Odds on that there won't be another one discovered. Mm.
0: Hopefully, um, you know I mean, the it's people. Not, it's char- exactly. Well,
1: hopefully, the people in charge of the project have an easy go of it. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not exactly the same as what's going on in this book. Um, what they actually discovered was a, 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 an un, a was a, a city. Really, it wasn't a tomb.
1: But. Unbelasted, yes. Last, possibly. Mm. So, probably, probably
0: there's some tombs in there. Could be. And yes, it is near Luxor. Mm.
1: So, uh, you know, Crichton's often talk, talked about as a, a prophetic author, I think. And here's just another prophecy fulfilled. That's right. And what prophecy do we have in store for this time, this week, you? <laughs> this time, this week.
0: Um, the prophecy this week is that we are going to read another chapter of Easy Go. We've already read it. <coughs> Have you already read it? I didn't read it.
1: Yeah. Oh, I guess you can do it live on the uh, bike here.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, what happens in this chapter?
1: Well, let's get into it. So we open with uh, Grover heading off as, as you beautifully elucidated in your opening, um... Thank you. ...recitation. My, my good friend and collaborator, Hugh Hamilton... And, um, Gotta <laughs> I keep thought
0: those love good recitations happening to me. Shut, shut the
1: fuck up. So, um, there was a bit here I thought was pretty funny at the beginning where, <laughs> you know, after Sylvia leaves, appears can't help uh, but comment on the uh, appearance difference between her and Lisa. And, uh, you know, uh-huh. Sylvia, being <laughs> a is dressed in a <laughs> tight fitting polka dot dress. While Lisa, being a good girl, is dressed in khaki pants dirty khakis. And, uh, well, what not you know, Pierce thinks she looks better as well. So, a so little uh, dispatch from the world of Michael Bryan's thoughts about gender. <laughs> I think an mm. uh, exciting new segment.
0: We should have a segment called, Is It Woke Though? Is it woke? Is it woke though? And we speak in uh, Cockney accents. Is it woke, though? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> oh, hello, Mr. Crichton. <laughs> We've yeah, we we got, we got a question to enough, ask you. But is
1: it woke, though? Is it woke, though? Is it woke, though? What is your thought we this week? You
0: fucking slag. <laughs> Tate woke at all. All right, great segment. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Yep, sure, sure I'll definitely bring that back. <laughs> All
1: right, so Sylvia and Grover depart. To, to um, there's another thing I thought was funny, which is... Um,
0: Later, uh, Lisa, uh,
1: what's <laughs> a <led the> cigarette?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, this and, is good.
1: And cried and we should, we should sample. enter
0: into a segment of the Crichton Out Loud to do this, um, line justice, I think. Mm. Right.
1: She lit a cigarette, cupping her hand against the hot breeze. She did it competently, like a man good stuff. I don't really know what that means to be honest <laughs> do you, do you, <laughs> I, mean, I get what it means in the context of like, you know, Cried wanted to be a misogynist, you know, like oh, obviously a woman would never be able to light a cigarette you know, correctly in the breeze but I didn't really get that the action that she was taking that made it competent do you know what I mean? Was it the cupping? But she, already, she already described this, it, it seemed like it wouldn't need the extra wine there, you know
0: it would make more sense if he simply wrote confidently. But that's not as mean.
1: Yeah, but, the, but the addition of like a man uh, sort of um, you know, shakes it up. It makes it stranger. It defamiliarizes the original bit. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. So she lights a cigarette. Just some like dumb talk. Pierce talks about what do you do with his riches after they do it. Um, it's like every uh, <laughs> person in every one of these uh, crime stories doesn't really seem to have a goal beyond just getting the money. Um, and. Let's see, what else?
0: They, they try and open the door. Mm, that's true.
1: And uh, you know, each each one of them has a go on it, go at it. By each one of them, I mean Nikos, Barnaby, and Puris. Um, um,
0: Nikos has a colourful analogy. Mm. <laughs> regarding how difficult it is to open the door. So, is
1: this another uh, <laughs> another segment of "For Crying Out Loud"? Uh,
0: yeah, and another segment read by you also. Well, I have to read it. No, it's your turn, bro feel like misogyny sounds better in your voice <laughs> why it just seems to fit better i think people can sense my <laughs> hey, discomfort fuck, fuck you <laughs> go ahead and do it <laughs> and it sells the book short when i when i try and do it you know it's like my every cell in the body kind of repels misogyny
1: <laughs> so i try to play woke we, we all know that you're the real misogynist he's right
0: proud. come on let's hear it. Right about it So, uh, yeah, um, Nikos is trying to open the door and at one point he says, harder to open than a virgin's legs. Mm. Huh? Good one.
1: Yeah, well, can, we, can we take that again?
0: The virgin? No,
1: no, no you <laughs> take the whole That's the take, point. Take, no, take the, take the,
0: uh, <laughs> <wide area. laughs> We don't need to. We've already got that good joke out of it. So. No, no, let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it one more time. Wait a minute. Is that what you meant? That line? No, I meant the the virgin line. The virgin line? Yeah, I'll, I'll make you a deal. If you do it again, I'll do it once. Okay. <clears throat> Harder to open than a virgin's legs. Where's
1: your Nikos voice, dude? What is he Greek? Yeah, I, I, I guess I, I guess we don't really know.
0: He's living in Greece anyway. But he was raised in Melbourne. Harder <laughs> to open than a virgin's legs.
1: What's the what the fuck is this? You, you have this great like you know, Grover voice, and then, then just...
0: Harder to open than a virgin's All right. legs. All
1: right, now it's, now it's my turn. <clears throat> Harder to open than a virgin's legs. Okay, great. So, uh...
0: <laughs>
1: let's see. <clears throat> but, um, just like... ba ba da ba Is that your bod, uh, thing? <laughs>
0: yeah. That was my, um... Uh, who's the musician guy who does all the Bond music? I Idio No. Uh I know Al- his
1: name. Broccoli.
0: No, that's the producer.
1: <laughs> uh Barbara Broccoli. I'm thinking of Tinto Brass, but that's not right. <laughs> 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 Just because his name is yeah. Brass. Wow what a what a cheeky joke.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um I have no idea, dude. I'm sorry. I don't
0: don't want to look it up because I want to remember it. Henry Mancini. No, it's the (laughs) Pink Panther. No, no, he he did it. Oh, is it Mancini? (laughs) No, I don't think so. (laughs) No, it's not. someone
1: else. (laughs) I don't know who did it, dude. Let's see. Bond composer. Um, James Bond theme was composed by... It doesn't even say. John Barry.
0: John Barry John Barry He you did go. the James Bond thing Yeah So th- there's your answer
1: Wait it wasn't written by him
0: No but he was like the guy who arranged all the scores and. It was stuff, Monty so. Norman He can post it But like the sound of Bond As in like the big brassy arrangements Is John Barry That's what I was getting at <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what the? F- uh, where are we? Let's quickly finish this stupid. Order <laughs> to fry up
1: in their virgin's legs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that so hard? Well, let's let's get let's
1: get to this. So they fucking scrape all the dirt away, right, or whatever. I don't even remember. <laughs> no, no, okay.
0: <laughs> they find so, a door, uh, don't
1: they? Yeah, they found the door of the last chapter. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, yeah, Nikos, uh, because he's such a good uh, virgin leg puller open, is able to finally get the right you know, method of doing it, and he yanks it open after they smash the seal. And I oh, always should have mentioned that they have a candle that Barnaby has provided because occasionally there have been known to be poisonous gases that build up in tombs. So why was the door so hard to open here? This is an important uh, little uh, thing here.
0: Yeah, so they open the door and then the candle does go out. So they step back and Barnaby instructs them to wait a few minutes to allow whatever gases uh, there are contained um, to escape. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then they walk in there and um, they see that there's a bunch of candles on the floor. All right. Mm. And uh, they're 3,000 years old at this point, so a single touch will uh, see them disintegrate into dust.
1: Oh, here, why would there be candles on the floor? I
0: mean. And uh, Barnaby explains that the reason there are candles on the floor is to create a vacuum inside the tomb. All right, very interesting. Um. And that's why it was so difficult to open the door.
1: Yep now they opened one door. And mm-hmm. They have to find another one.
0: <laughs> yep. And they, don't they just got into like an antechamber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, atrium.
1: And uh, they find another door on the floor, but uh, they can't open it yet. it will be next time, you know. Yeah. So they uh, toddle on back to camp, and uh, some
0: actually, time, we do see what we we actually see what's in the next door. Yeah, but there's another oh, should... part
1: before that happens. Oh, okay. You're not even like... Do you
0: not even have the book open? Yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> why not, dude? I have it open, but I don't know what page I'm on. I was just kind of randomly scrolling well, through right it. Right now on page We go back to camp, there's something with Iskander, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, we get a little more Iskander. Iskander's like, why are there not more photos? Because Cairo wants there to be photos.
0: Yeah. Pierce is like, because we're sick and shit. Mm. He's like, okay... And when
1: they Iskander's get back. Like, it's well, like, well, but I would like to see the work, but I cannot because I must return to Cairo. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some good stuff there. Um, this is when uh, Pierce makes his remark that Escander uh, uh, seems to be acting the fool more than he actually is. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, what, what do you know? They, they, open, the, they open the passage. And what's behind it here, this is where the this chapter ends off.
0: Okay, so they uh they open the door in the floor and then they see that beneath them is a is like a room full of bodies. Mmm. Yep. It smells like shit.
1: Well no, it smells, it smells like decomposing bodies.
0: Yeah. Well they've all evacuated their bowels at the moment of death.
1: Mm. No, I mean I doubt it. Next chapter. This doesn't happen in every case of death.
0: I'm sure one of them shot themselves. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't <laughs> think so. Care to make a bet? No, I, I would not like to make a bet because how how would we ever know this? <laughs> we have to go to Egypt. How's Why it? does it matter? This is a fictional book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have to ask Michael Crichton. That seems reasonable. He's dead. Oh, okay, no.
1: hey, are you ready? <laughs> Science time. In case of my demise, I have left the answer to the eternal riddle, whether or not one of the dead slaves in my famous novel, Easy Go, uh, shat himself at the moment of his demise, and I'm happy to report that the answer is no, none of them did shit themselves. Thank you for playing this post-mortem table. <laughs> Goodbye! <laughs>
0: Alright <laughs> we, we entered so quickly Into a segment of Sight and Crichton That we didn't get a chance To hear the dope theme song well, We can play it now and- Alright let's play it now And enjoy it That blood goes
1: Come on, come on. We got we got some other we got some other pods. We got some more uh, chapters to do.
0: All right, next chapter. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> I'm so happy I that we brought this back. <laughs> I remember why we stopped doing this, but now, now we can't stop. No, now we can't stop. Won't stop.